welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and removes an awkward twin from the story for every show, movie, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode, we are covering Jessica Jones, Season 1, Episode 7, a.k.a. Top Shelf Perverts. Original air date, November 20th, 2015. And as a reminder of what happened in this episode, here is a very in-depth description that we copy-pasted from IMDb. Malcolm, Simpson, and Trish go rogue to prevent Jessica from carrying out an extreme plan to outwit Kilgrave. Does it, um... Does it include skateboards? I mean, when I think extreme, I think extreme nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. Bungie it's got to be something like that. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, paragliding, probably. Mm-hmm. Let's hope yeah. this lives up to that. That because if there's no paragliding in this, I'm going to be very disappointed. Well, we'll see. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. All right. I don't know. Have you watched the episode, or are we just going to talk about it and hope that we can vaguely remember? Uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I watched every other minute. It was a new experiment. Okay, all right. Um, I see that you you're kind of going back to that original idea you wanted to do of a Marvel by the minute. But uh, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> see see how this goes. All right. Well, we'll jump into it. <clears throat> Jessica is drunkenly kicked out of a bar just in the nick of time to follow her mark. Wendy, you know. Wendy, that character whose name you probably remember, Jerry Hogarth's wife. Oh yeah, her. After yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she's only been in like two episodes so far. After following Wendy to the subway, Jessica tries to scare her into signing the divorce papers, but almost gets killed. Uh, but almost gets her killed by a train instead. Later on, Wendy blackmails Jerry to get seventy-five percent of their shared assets in the divorce. So my first reaction when I started watching this episode, it's like, wow, she's really good that she can do her job effectively while she's drunk. And then she drops her. So I was like, oh, I have to delete that note. <laughs> <laughs> I I was thinking the same thing. Like, okay, so she, she drinks a lot. And from what we can tell, she's, a, I guess, a pretty high-functioning drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's, she's doing stuff. She's, uh, I guess, in control enough of her powers that she's not you know, killing someone by touching them on the shoulder. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, at least everyone ended up safe. That's good. Yeah, That's what matters. I mean, she's not Superman. It's not like she can crumble a wall by just touching it. But... <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I was wondering about that. Because that, that's a scene later in this episode where she's doing something and um, she, she was going to break into a, a room and the, the door is locked. And so she she kind of tugs on it, and okay, it's it's not uh, breaking or anything. Uh, and then she breaks it to get in. Mm-hmm. So is this one of those turn it off, turn it on sort of powers, or is it like she's just in control to like not continuously break everything in her path? Oh, I think she's somewhat in control, but I mean, I'm comparing it to Superman, who's like who is the strongest superhero I can think of. Um. Think of it as like, I don't know, you know, you're editing an audio um, or video or whatever, right? You, if you zoom in to like show one minute clip, you can pretty easily click on the second you want to be on, right? But uh-huh. if, uh, like, that's Jessica's powers. But if you zoom into um, Superman's powers, he's got like, uh, can zoom into like only a hundred minutes of audio. And it's really hard 
it's really easy to overshoot or undershoot what you want to do. So it's like it takes more finesse for Superman or Captain Marvel to control their powers because they can potentially just, you know, sneeze and blow down a building where Jessica has to focus. And I mean, it's a lot easier for her than the average person, but she can. uh, It's easier to control her powers because her top strength isn't as high. Okay, so if I were to reword something like that, are yes, you saying that? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she she always has the power. However, she has to focus to use the power. Is that essentially the in, instead of the opposite, where someone like Captain Marvel, Superman, always have the power on, and they have to focus to choose their power level? Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. That works for me. Okay. You said it much more succinctly than I did. <laughs> I had time to think about it while you were saying that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll happen. What What does he mean? <laughs> um. So anyway, so Jessica uh, saves Wendy just in time from uh, from herself becoming. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. From from that accident, uh, which apparently, I guess, works out. Worse, I'm I, so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, later in the episode, Wendy shows up again uh, to tell Jerry that, "Hey, blackmailing you, um, but I want seventy five percent of of all of your assets uh, mm-hmm. in the divorce." And w- do you think Wendy would have done that anyway if uh, if Jessica hadn't accidentally almost killed her, or if this was a direct response? I think this is a direct response, Wendy. Seems like a reasonable person. I mean, much better person than Hogarth is. So she probably would have gone for half if it wasn't for Jessica um, throwing her under railroad tracks. Okay. Also, that that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. Also, I'm surprised that um, she didn't uh, like have back injuries or something after falling on there. Yeah, that's like what a five foot drop or something. Yeah, Seven, onto eight, ten. whatever steel or iron or whatever you make railroad tracks out of. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. She probably got home and she's a doctor. So she probably knew to put ice on it or whatever else you do. Uh, I don't know. The the thing I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. (laughs) Ice on your back. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Uh, (laughs) All right. Um, And then I guess the last thing, you know, we, we didn't really need to be told this, I guess. um, But we were that uh, the, it seems like the, proof that wendy has about jerry is uh, legitimate jerry mm-hmm. basically uh, admits to it that you know she bribed people and there's probably a lot of other things that she's done in the same vein but uh you know definitely gotta call attention to that character flaw there yeah like we said in the previous episode jerry's a terrible person <laughs> uh-huh. oh yeah yes like mo- most lawyers who aren't foggy or daredevil or or she hulk <laughs> I was, I I was trying to think of other ones. Yeah, I guess you're. Yeah, she Hulk. Okay, uh, I've got no. I've, nothing else comes to mind. Yeah. Okay, I'll take. All right. Um, and that's pretty much it for that whole storyline. It was just kind of a little piece, and we get more of it next week. But this is mainly just a setup, sort of uh, offshoot storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else, Tony, on this before we no. move on to? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Cool. Jerry's not always yeah. the most interesting person. Well, not yet. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She she gets a lot more stuff later, but okay. 
Cool. Um, so then in that case, we'll move on to the next little storyline bit here. Trish and Simpson hatch a plan to find Kilgrave. Well, Trish explains her plan after doing 90% of the work, but Simpson's there too. <laughs> Trish shares her info with Simpson, who then goes to find Kilgrave. He does find him, but doesn't tell Trish. He's a jerk. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, this, is, this show is just a bunch of, ba- a bunch of bad people. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you ever see the TV show You're the Worst? No, but I can get okay. the premise. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, I I loved the first season, and I didn't care for the following ones, but that first season I loved so much that it got me to still watch all of the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were like five or six seasons. But um, anyway, so it started out with just the two main characters were the worst, and you know that's how they but we're basically introduced. Uh, and then as the seasons went on, everyone else just got progressively worse and worse hu- as a human being. Uh, and even characters who only showed up for one episode were also horribly, horribly. Uh, Are they just bad beings. people or? Yeah. Yeah. They're like bad people, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think of uh, examples like uh, uh, in the most recent season, they were doing like wedding planning stuff. And so they would, go and like do the free cake tastings and things like this and then they met uh, another couple who was doing the exact same thing <laughs> everybody's bad people exactly exactly you know all, all that kind of stuff yeah so um anyway the, the whole reason i brought up this up is because well it's kind of like that they're all the worst in their own way except they're way worse in this show than they were in the comedy because <laughs> you know in this one there's murder oh, yeah, and blackmail and bribery <laughs> yeah and throwing people onto um railroad tracks when you're drunk exactly yeah uh, so trish had a really good idea to basically go in and convince the uh bodyguard company i, I don't know what you call that kind of security personal security company. yeah personal security so to to get the information out of them and it seemed like it was really effective <laughs> i like how how uh simpson's first response was their their number one rule is to not give away the client's identity but hey it worked out well i i think that's their number two rule the number one rule is to make sure the client stays alive and safe that's fair yeah which, okay. which they already didn't do so they might as well say screw it <laughs> yeah at that point <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but it works out. So now Trish knows how to find Kilgrave. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how she knows how to find him. Um, maybe I missed that step, like how exactly they they find him. But she gets enough instructions and to have Simpson find Kilgrave. Yeah, so that's, like a, a, that's a big jump. That's a big jump from finding you know finding out which security company it is to finding exactly where he is. If I remember correctly, she got the names of the bodyguards, right? And like their profile pictures and all that stuff. Like their whole file, I think. And did they, did they just check where they checked in on Facebook? I, I guess something <laughs> like that. I mean, it, it seemed like a whole bunch of information about them. So, oh, you know what? Maybe that had their home address. And like the, the security company didn't even think about that. They're like, oh, yeah, here are the bodyguards. Uh, and so then Simpson just follows one of them to Kilgrave in the morning when they're heading out for their shift. 
that seems massively irresponsible. But okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, on the bright side, they don't advertise with us. So we can talk about how horrible this company is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> don't go with yep. this fictional company in New York. Exactly, exactly. Um, that's all I've got for this. Uh, this little uh, bit of the storyline. Do you have anything else, Tony? Um, no, we covered everything that I had. All right, cool. Um, yeah, and just like the previous storyline, this is another thing that'll uh, really blossom next week. So stay <laughs> tuned, dear listeners. Stay tuned. Or or not, I guess, because um, it's like a week away. So yeah. you can listen to other things in the meantime. I mean, they should just listen to our back episodes. Not not yeah, our, yeah. not our first episode as we established a couple days ago. No, yeah, or a few weeks ago, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Ah, uh, recording these out of order. Uh, it, it, so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> we we can't make bad references to ourselves. A week before. <laughs> That's true. We're referencing oh. the Spider-Man result episode, which probably came out a month ago at this time. Doing some quick math. Yeah, yeah, it, about a month. Yep. <laughs> Because this is episode seven, and that was oh, no, that was before episode two. That was almost two months ago. All right, let's stop talking about time. <laughs> All right, sounds good to me. This is not a time travel show, which not, not I yet. enjoy. <sighs> are, are you are you referencing something that happens in season three that I haven't seen yet? Uh, no, no. I was talking about MCU as a whole. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there there are a few things there that. That you'll hear me complain about. Okay, so let's move on <clears throat> to the next storyline. Kilgrave is being a creep and rummaging around Jessica's apartment. Creep. Ruben, the creepy neighbor twin guy, shows up to drop off some baked goods for Jessica. Kilgrave didn't appreciate this, so he kills Ruben, but doesn't put him in a grave. Uh, the next morning, Jessica is woken up by Malcolm and brought into her apartment to find Ruben's body. Jessica hatches a master plan to get herself into a supermax prison to trap Kilgrave if he shows up and, and does stuff. Later in the day, Malcolm lets Trisha in on the plan and they're both against it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so this is another issue in the saga of the door. Um, she, This is the reason why she should have had the door fixed. She just doesn't didn't care, saying, <laughs> saying it would make no difference. It literally made a difference. It would have killed. It would have saved Ruben's life. You know, I didn't think about it. You're yeah, right. It, if he couldn't get in, Kilgrave's not the type of person who would have broken in. Um, he probably would have uh, just given up and left, and then Ruben would still be alive. Are you sure the door is no. broken? Okay. <laughs> oh, that is broken. Yes, I'm sure that is broken. Uh, because when they got repaired. She didn't pay the locksmith, and she broke it open to um, to get in because they wouldn't give her the keys. However, so if I remember correctly, later in this episode, Malcolm sees the twins. Twin, I, I forgot the character's name. The, the the one that's still alive. Yeah, the girl, the lady. Okay, cool. You don't remember her name either. Awesome. Nope. Um, <laughs> I I avoided bringing her up in any of the uh, later timelines because of that, and I just didn't think to to look her up. Um, so uh, there's a point where Malcolm was leaving Jessica's apartment, and the lady twin sees him, 
and confronts him. But Malcolm, if I remember correctly, I, I, I distinctly do remember him using keys. I'm pretty sure he was locking Jessica's apartment. That doesn't mean it's not broken. I mean, if the door frame is broken, you can still technically lock the door and just be able to swing it open and closed. Oh, okay. I was assuming that the, the lock itself was broken. I thought that's what she broke when, when she went in. Yeah, I'm, I, I actually, I don't know. But I'm like, I'm just tracking this as if the show was plotted the, the drama of the door. They would have shown the door <laughs> getting fixed. <laughs> if... That is true. Yes, that that would be a a, a notable uh, event that would yes, have happened in, in the Dora saga, mm-hmm. or e- eventually in a later episode of the season, we'll see a flashback of the door um, <laughs> getting fixed. That would change everything, as far as we know, as the audience. But it's true. Um, We've got until the so. finale, or maybe it's the it's like the opening of the next one, like in uh, the second Lord of the Rings movie. The opening is you see the events of Gandalf's death spoilers uh, from a different point of view. <laughs> spoilers on a 65-year-old book. <laughs> hey, some of us are waiting for the reboot. <laughs> um, yeah, Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings TV show. So yeah, it should be coming out next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, why watch a movie that came out, what, 15 years ago? No, I mean, it's it's probably not even good if it's that old. Yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's that old, it's probably not even good. That's why I've never seen yeah. anything that was made before 2008. And that's only to do yeah. this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I had to convince you. <laughs> Wait, no, never mind. I just did the math on on what you were saying. Yeah, all right. <laughs> ignore ignore my lie, because it was just <laughs> stupid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... You know what else is stupid? That every time we say the name Ruben, I think it's Ruben Stuttered. Because I call no. this guy. It's not stupid? Good, I feel better now. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think that, but, but now I guess I agree with you. Alright, what were you going to say? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a better uh, segue. Um, but I was actually going to say Ruben. He is stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I guess what he was doing wasn't too bad, but he just keeps on showing up with the uh, with baked goods and and it's um, banana bread twice which not terrible dessert or breakfasting or when do you eat banana bread it's not really a dessert yeah it's just kind of a snack yeah it's just there yeah. right it's not maybe terrible, with breakfast yeah i was gonna say it's not a terrible pastry but it's not the best one that you need to bring over banana bread twice mm-hmm. yeah unless he was trying different kinds of recipes like maybe this is banana bread with nuts in it Mm, so he made it worse yeah that's that's what i was going for <laughs> i don't know what other recipes you have with banana bread i i only know the two um the sourdough banana bread rye banana bread um I, yeah all it, of those are it. just making it worse okay <laughs> oh he didn't actually make it better <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right I, I i feel like it's just safer to avoid banana bread now that uh, I think about it. Actually, I like banana bread. Yeah. Oh, yeah, same. Like, you know, just generic by itself. But all the other things, you start messing with it. Mm. Yeah. I've had banana bread with uh, chocolate chips. Also wasn't very good. <laughs> banana okay. and chocolate, in my opinion, don't mix. I know people eat, like, frozen bananas. Mm-hmm. Anyway. 
Banana Rewind. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right, I think we're done rewinding uh, banana bread. Uh, however, listeners, if you know of any other banana bread related recipes, let us know. I'm curious <laughs> of all of these other pastry type of things that I have no interest in ever eating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jessica finds out about Ruben's death in the worst possible way. By, <laughs> by, by finding his blood on her. Oh, actually, yeah, that's probably worse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, laying down in her own safe bed uh, and then finding a body. Yeah. Uh, worse, a body you didn't expect to be there. Sometimes it's okay to find a body as long as it's alive and someone you like and not creepy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's expected, that kind of thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, none of those things were true in this scenario. And so nope. she freaks out, Yeah, which is fair. I mean, yeah, that's a proper reaction. Good job, Jessica. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> It'd be worse uh-huh. if she, she gets a little girl, huh, that's weird, and just turns around. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Uh, uh, but um, I will say she instantly knew it was Kilgrave, which makes sense, right? The only one who's been involved in deaths around her. And as she said herself, this is the third... Uh, death she's directly connected to yeah let's see it was reva i mean is she counting the parents as one death i was assuming so okay no she says third murder which is double right homicide. yeah i guess all right yeah. and i i wasn't thinking reva because she's not like it's not known that she's oh, connected to, to yeah when she, she's talking about the police in general Mm-hmm. You you didn't say that, and I had forgotten. But you're right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yep. it makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, and and that's why she didn't want to call the police and and you know turn the body over and and all that stuff. But this is where she gets her uh, her master plan to uh, get herself sent to a supermax prison, so that way either she's gone and people don't die, or Kilgrave tries to show up and at least they get some sort of. Uh, uh, proof that he exists yeah sort of deal mm-hmm. i mean this is a really bad plan jessica <laughs> yeah yeah I, I you know and i was curious I, I was thinking about this as i was watching the episode is this what i what are the motivations behind the plan so she does definitely not want people to die so mm-hmm. She's like taking herself out to save other people. This like kind of sacrificial lamb sort of deal. Is that what she's going with? Or is she just tired of having to deal with it? Well, she says that I don't know if she has in the scene or later when she's explaining to somebody, but she says that she'll be under constant surveillance in Supermax and Kilgrave will have to come himself if he wants to get at her. So they'll get because he can't just control one person through all those layers of security. Which I disagree with. I think you could definitely control one person through all those layers of security. But, um, yeah, she wants to catch him on camera using his powers to exonerate um, Hope. Yeah, and I think that is definitely her plan. I agree with you that he probably can get away with it, especially with what happens at the end of this episode where um, he basically gets out of having been recorded at the police station. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It probably would not have worked out for her. 
Yeah. And also, I mean, he just has to, like, gain contact with the warden of the Supermax prison. And then he can do, tell him to do whatever and get Jessica out in, like, an hour or two. Yeah, probably. I have no idea what's involved in a Supermax prison. In the, like, two minutes that I read about it on Wikipedia, it sounded like maybe that's not involved. Maybe it's involving more people, but he could still convince that amount of people within the, the amount of time he needs. Yeah. Because what is it? His powers last for, what, 10 hours? 12 hours? Yeah, let's say 10. I think somewhere in that range. Yeah, that's a work day. That's a shift. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just have to get the right guards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Jessica just goes off and she starts uh, trying to push that plan. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Malcolm and, and Trish talk about this. Neither of them like this idea. That's a that's not a good plan that they they're thinking. To be fair, Jessica is uh, hungover and possibly sleep deprived. Not sure on that. Yeah, I mean, she didn't make it. To be- well, she was passed out in the elevator. She's just been riding the elevator up and down for the past like six hours at least. <laughs> I mean, she might still be drunk. <laughs> Honestly, that's true. Yeah. I mean, she had the bottle with her when she was woken up in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> huh. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, basically exactly everything that Jessica is doing uh, throughout this episode in prepping for her master plan. <clears throat> Jessica goes on a goodbye tour to tie up loose ends and prep for turning herself into a supermax prison. She finds Jerry to say that she needs a lawyer to get her into the Supermax prison. Then she goes to see Trisha's mom, who is a total bitch. Uh, then she goes and tries to say goodbye to Luke and apologize. Doesn't quite work out for her. Uh, and then finally, she climbs to the top of a bridge. I think it was the Manhattan Bridge. Not 100% on that. Yeah, I don't know. I actually did look it up on Friday, which is three days ago now. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. <laughs> I I compared pictures and I I think it was the the Manhattan Bridge. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. So uh, Trisha's mom runs this talent agency. Um. The actress uh, Rebecca De Moronet was in. Uh. You ever hear of the movie Risky Business? I've heard of the movie. Yes. Yeah, uh. Like Tom Cruise's first big movie. She was the love interest in that. And uh, she was also in two episodes of Luther, or Lucifer, not Luther. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably why I thought she looked more familiar this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you watch that show, don't you? I do, yeah. I uh, enjoy it. It's it's okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I haven't watched it. But I'm hoping, because they're... Uh, making a netflix show based on sandman which is lucifer's a spinoff of the comic so i'm hoping uh-huh. they just use the same character or they probably won't but i i like that since you know since we're doing this it's pretty obvious i like that interconnectivity <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great when it works out every so often you'll have uh, those things where you know something is a little bit too separate then you have to start specifying you know what's core versus what's extended and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah I'm with you. It'd be it would be nice. I would probably watch Sandman if uh, if they do that. I might even watch it without that. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how they're going to adapt it to um, 
TV. It is, it's a great story, but it's really strangely told. So I have no idea how they're going to adapt it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm All excited. Right. Well, anyway, good luck. Hope, hopefully it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Jessica says that um, th- that the unofficial restraining order will be enforced. How? When she's <laughs> not there. <laughs> um, I don't know i don't think she even can i think she just really wanted to threaten her and make sure she stays away from trish yeah so she's just bluffing yeah probably and then again i mean maybe she's i mean she does have connections right if she wanted to convince jerry i'm sure she could do something to convince jerry to to do something lawyery against her yeah but if she gets into Supermax, then Jerry lost the case on purpose. Um, Jerry's not well, going to be very happy. Well, that's her plan. Huh? That's true, but that's true. But as of right now, her plan is for Jerry to lose the case. Yeah. I'm just saying Jerry's probably not going to be very... Uh, want to be very helpful towards her. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. But... That's that's more of a... I, I feel like this is a later problem situation for her. She just <laughs> wants to make sure... A future Jess problem. Exactly. Exactly. That horrible person we're always screwing with. Yep. Future Our future selves. selves. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Um, oh, uh, I did want to bring something else up. So during this goodbye tour or loose ends setup tour, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica goes to try and see Luke at the bar who is apparently gone. He's taken some time off on a, went on a trip. Um, she leaves her message with the bartender who was there and he, he gives her some, some saying like, Hey, you know what they say? Uh, when you burn bridges, you have to learn to fly or swim. Um, now, I don't know if Jessica knows how to swim, mm-hmm. but this makes me think that she has another superpower, actual flight, not just the controlled falling. Well, I mean, she can super jump, so <laughs> he didn't take that into account. Maybe she should jump over the river. I guess that's true. So are, are, is the assumption that you start on one side of the bridge that you're burning or are you on the bridge during the burning and you have to like, leave it? I always assumed with that phrase, you were on one side of the bridge and whoever you had a relationship with was on the other side of the bridge and you burnt it. Because it's, uh, not, it's not a metaphor for suicide. It's a metaphor <laughs> for like, you know, disconnecting from people you know. Oh, okay. That makes, me, that makes way more sense. I was thinking it was a metaphor for like, yeah, you know, that bridge is gone, but at the same time, you're taking yourself down too by by doing that action. Yeah, no, I never I've never seen it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to burn more bridges cuz this doesn't seem so bad now. <laughs> uh. Um right. and then Jessica goes to the top of what is probably the Manhattan Bridge and enjoy some time just looking out, I guess. Mhm. Um, and maybe does some paragliding. Uh, we don't know how easy it is for her to get home. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it would make this extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, do you know extreme. what Manhattan Bridge is on the other? What's on the other side of it? Like the Manhattan connected to what? Um, 
uh, I know uh, Brooklyn. I want to say that's not the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, they're. I want to say that they're both next to each other. Well, now okay. I'm pulling out Wikipedia. I I know from the trailer of the new Chadwick Boseman movie that there are 21 bridges because the movie's called 21 Bridges. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so let's see if we can. It's not impossible <laughs> that they're both connecting to Brooklyn. <laughs> um. Let's see. So I'm trying to pull up a map. And because I've I've seen them, I've been on both of the two that are like right next to each other. Because you can actually even see it in the episode right there. Um, mm-hmm. There's the bridge that she was on, and then there was another one, um, pretty close to her. Yeah. Well, I mean, Manhattan's only so big, and as we just said, there are 21 bridges. So I bet you can see him like a bridge from every other bridge. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So I, I I did get a map up. So I am looking at what is the Brooklyn Bridge, mm-hmm. and then next to it is the Manhattan Bridge. And so those two are fairly close to each other. The other ones okay, are more so spread out. It probably connects. And to all right, and then looking at what it's connected to, I see Dumbo and Brooklyn Navy Yard. Okay. Um, I'm guessing Dumbo is the name of the general area, but I think it is Brooklyn. Dumbo is a flying elephant. That's what I know. Hey, spoilers! I haven't seen the remake. Oh. Well, <laughs> it's okay. I have no plans to. Yeah, no, I don't have plans to either. I've never seen it. Uh, all right, it is that enough to the MCU? Which it might. I mean, we haven't seen it. We can't speak for or against that. Uh, any listeners, though, if you know if it does, uh, let us know. I'm really hoping for the not, though, because, you know, don't really want it. I, I never liked Dumbo. It was one of the, the cartoons that I, I just didn't care for as a no, kid. It's, it's but, sad. <laughs> that part, too, yes. <laughs> and racist. And... <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure they kept all of that in, right? Like, all these uh, live-action remakes are exactly the same as the old ones. Well, yeah. I've seen... Actually, I've seen quite a few of them. <laughs> I think I've only seen one. No, I've seen I've seen both Alice in Wonderlands, I saw Maleficent, I saw Aladdin, and I saw Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella. And Jungle Book. Okay. Uh, Jungle I've... Book is good. Cinderella is good. And I actually like the first Alice in Wonderland. The rest of them, I did not enjoy. <laughs> okay, I wasn't counting some of those that you mentioned. Just because they weren't a direct uh, reboot of the, the cartoon one. Or a de- direct remake of the cartoon one. Um, I guess I guess Cinderella is the only direct one that I've seen. Oh no, and uh, Beauty and the Beast. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I recommend Jungle Book. Jungle Book was really good. Uh, I, I, you know, I when I was a kid, I know I didn't like the. Uh, no, the neither did I. <laughs> I liked the live action one. I did not enjoy the animated one as much. I mean, there are some parts that are good. Okay, all right, I'll I'll consider it next time I'm sitting down and thinking about it. I'll yeah. I'll keep that in mind because I do see it on Netflix every so often. Yeah, and by the time this airs, I will have seen Lion King because that's my favorite Disney movie. And even though I'm going to be disappointed, I'm still going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely one of my favorite. But I, it, I mean, it looks like it's the same thing. So I, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> but but Beyonce, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Well, okay. So for us, uh, when we're recording yesterday, the Mulan trailer came out, and mm-hmm. 
I have mixed feelings. I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful because it is not going to be exactly the same. But at the same time, there's no Mushu and there's no singing. So <laughs> That's my exact reaction. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh no, dragon! Oh no, make a minute out of you. What's the point? Actually, it looks like a good movie. But shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, all right, that was the only one I was actually kind of looking forward to. <laughs> I'm. I was like, either put the dragon in or put the singing in. Don't, don't remove both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's what it's known for. Hmm. Right? It's just not known for oh. anything else. And there's Szechuan sauce at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's more <laughs> of a um, Rick and Morty thing. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Tony. Uh, do you have any more Disney cartoon live action movie talk? Always, but I think we can save that for another episode. We don't want to okay. use it all up right now. All right, that's fair. That's fair. We did just kind of go off the rails there a little. Uh, and then also before we leave, do we have any more bridge talk? Any more bridges? Anything there? I recently learned how to play the card game bridge. Oh. Yeah. Did you feel 70 years old? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it with my wife's grandmother. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sure I could have guessed that. Something along <laughs> those lines. A, a grandparent probably taught you. Would have been like one of my first guesses. Okay, got it. All right. All right. I think I think we're good. No more bridge talk for the rest of this episode. Uh, and so let's just go ahead and move on. But first, before we move on to the next uh, storyline, let's talk about our sponsor this week. So, Tony, imagine a structure that lets you go from point A to point B, but... The catch is that you can't normally walk from point A to point B. Maybe, for example, there's some water in the way, or fire, or maybe there's just a whole lot of nothing. Like you're really high up there in the sky or something. Okay. Uh, what would you call such a structure? Such a magical creation of engineering? A teleporter. Nope. You'd call that a bridge. It's oh, a standard word in the English language, uh, in case you you uh, weren't sure um anyway this message is brought to you by the national association of bridge loving advocates or nabla for short not nambla that's not what you're thinking there is no m in the acronym it is spelled n-a-b-l-a anyway um they paid for about 15 more seconds of ad time so tony any any thoughts on bridges they are useful and tall (laughs) Usually. <laughs> Don't burn them. I agree them. with those statements. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Either when you're on them or next to them. <laughs> All right. I did not think we were going to talk so much about bridges before going into that ad read. <laughs> so that worked out perfectly. <laughs> Join us for our new podcast, Bridge Talk. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sure that's a podcast. Oh, I am. Uh... Yeah, Nabla probably runs it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on with the episode. They they've paid for enough, or they've gotten enough time out of their uh, out of what they more than paid enough for. time. We've been talking about bridges for a while. We're really, <laughs> really hyping them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People call us a Disney uh, show, but we're really a Nabla show. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. <laughs> uh, 
So Malcolm throws Ruben's body into the river. Uh, Jessica's not happy about this when she shows up. Uh, but Malcolm says uh, that any good coroner will know that the wounds are self-inflicted. So Jessica decides to destroy that evidence by ripping Ruben's head off and taking it right to the police. Uh, Jessica ends up in an interrogation room where Jerry arrives to help her out. Uh, but since that goes against Jessica's plan, uh, Jessica just fires her and tells Jerry to leave. Uh, after explaining herself, Officer Mahoney walks in to let her free. Turns out Kilgrave showed up at some point and has everyone pointing guns at each other to coerce Jessica into not turning herself in. Yeah, so this is like one of the iconic scenes of season one, where everyone's holding guns at themselves and each other. Yeah, and I completely forgot about it. Like when, <laughs> once I saw it too, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. This is a, uh, this is what happens in this episode." Oh, um, yeah. Which also brings to light the whole uh, Supermax thing that we were talking about. That yeah, it's questionable if that would have actually worked out or not. And mm -hmm. I'm sure Jessica was even thinking to herself, like, "Oh, I guess I'm glad that didn't happen." Yeah. Um, I like his suit, uh, mostly in purple. Uh, even mm -hmm. though they never call him the Purple Man, that's who he was in the comics. Uh, yeah. Um, so I I do enjoy how much he goes crazy when the phone rings. I wished it was his phone. Whose phone is that? Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, that that would have been great. Uh, yeah, but it it, <laughs> it shows again how crazy of a person he is. You know, he likes being in complete control, and then this thing shows up out of thin air and uh, completely ruins that for him. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, also, um, I watched a video once of someone who uh, they didn't eat a phone like uh, Kilgrave would have wanted them to do, but they did bite into a phone mm -hmm. and. Um, if apparently if you uh, basically break the contact of the lithium ion battery in a cell phone, it blows up. So don't do that. Really? Yeah. Just blows I feel up. like I, yeah, yeah. I feel like I could have guessed that, um, given a couple of other things that I've seen, well, but yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I knew that was a fault, especially with that hoverboard thing that happened a few years ago, maybe like a year ago. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, I didn't know it would be with every lithium-ion battery. I thought it was just poorly made ones. Um, I mean, if you... I, I think it, it depends on a couple of factors. Um, mm -hmm. Lithium-ion batteries are more volatile than other types of batteries that are used. Uh, so it's it's kind of a hope for the best in a lot of situations, to be honest. <laughs> like, you know, when, when Samsung had those issues with those phones. Um, Oh yeah, you know, those. I that yeah, those, <laughs> yeah, those would just catch on fire. Um, like and you know, if something goes wrong with the battery, hey, maybe that's the best case scenario. They just catch on fire. Um, but blowing up is a possibility, so keep that in mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's our safety uh, ad of the day. That and don't <laughs> burn bridges. Don't burn little oh, yeah, bridges. That too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Kilgrave comes in and pretty much professes his love for Jessica. And, um, he says something, he says that they're inevitable, which reminds me of another purple guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
who uh, also called himself inevitable? Yes. Uh, actually, give me talk amongst <laughs> yourself for like 30 seconds. I was wondering if you were going to look up and see if uh, this was within our rules yet, if we could uh, talk about this thing or not yet. Um, but uh, okay, I guess you're you're looking it up. So we can talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, well then, in that case, we won't uh, we won't spoil that. By Maybe the way, next week. Al, mm-hmm. happy birthday to me! This episode drops on my birthday. <laughs> Ooh, happy birthday to you, Tony! Oh, thank you. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know Endgame comes out on Blu-ray the day after my birthday. So, ah, okay, August thirteenth. So yeah, disappointment. Next week we'll talk about who that purple guy is. I mean. <laughs> If you don't know who the purple guy is, <laughs> you need to really catch up on Marvel. <laughs> or or visit a McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Grimace. <laughs> exactly. You can uh, talk spoilers <laughs> for Infinity War. That's true. Yes. Because yeah. that's been out for a while. Yeah. And also, they call him <laughs> Grimace. <laughs> yeah, that's where I stole that joke from. <laughs> from the movie. Oh. Yeah. I'm not very original. Um, my wife regularly points out that uh, when we first met, she thought I was hilarious. But over time, she realized that I was just stealing jokes from The Simpsons. Yeah, just don't show her the things you like. Yeah, that was my mistake. <laughs> oh, she's like she just turns to you after like eight episodes of Simpsons, and is like you lying son of a bitch. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's a well. It's all right. Worked out for me. <laughs> it's a well. I think we'll use that phrase from now on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a well. Anyway, uh, Grimace uh, has him delete the security tapes and makes everyone <laughs> realize that was a hilarious joke and let Jessica Jones go. Uh huh. All um, right. So I had a question about this. Oh, wait. Yes. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. We might be asking the same question. I think so. Um, his powers wear off. Are they going to yep. remember this in 10 hours? That okay. was my question. <laughs> <sighs> so, all right, let's reason through this. Um, mm-hmm. It's an action that they, that they do. Um, we do know that some people who were told by him to do things didn't want to do it and they fought it, but they did it anyway. Like for example, the guy who, just left his kid on the side of the road. Um, yeah. So this isn't something that bad. It's not like a traumatic thing. Um, although I no, guess I for know. some people it is traumatic because they <laughs> are all having guns pointed at themselves or mm-hmm. pointing guns at themselves or pointing at someone else, their teammate or partner or whatever. Um, yeah, they'll probably all remember it. They won't have any proof, but... Yeah, although I could also see it as um, one of those you had to be there at the time jokes. Yeah, this was hilarious. And they'll tell people about it. I'm like, that doesn't sound funny at all. Like, no, you had to be there. It's like, <laughs> it's tricking their memories as well. Okay, so... And then they'll think about it and just like, wow, why was that funny? It's like, I don't, I don't know, but it was funny at the time. <laughs> So of the people who were there and witnessed this, a couple of them will probably think about it a little bit and realize it, but you're thinking the majority of them won't. Like, they'll just go along with it because of how that ended. Okay. Yeah. 
also it's something you hear in both Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like Doctor Who, where it's like it's something you can't understand, so you just make sense of it in your mind and just move on. All right, all right, that works for me. I'm glad I could fix it for you. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, I guess with that, let's move on to the end of the episode the mm-hmm. final little uh little piece um <clears throat> after leaving the police precinct jessica rushes home to find the gift that kilgrave left for her she finds her childhood diary which she immediately knows means kilgrave is at her childhood home that or it means something else but i have no idea what that else would be so it's a good thing that that first answer was the right one she goes home to her childhood home to meet kilgrave and now I was thinking, what if... Okay, so we see in the flashback that she couldn't find her diary when she left the house. Uh-huh. Um, what if someone in the intervening, like, what, like 16 years or however long it was, um, took it, and then Kilgrave just found it at a garage sale, and he took over someone else's house, because, you know, the person found it, lived in that house for like 10 years and moved away, and just had it somewhere else. And then she showed up at the wrong house, or her old house, but it's not lived in by Kilgrave. What does Kilgrave <laughs> do then? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I, it's, I, yeah, Jessica can't find it. It's strange that Kilgrave could find it without ever being there. I'm assuming like 16 years later. I don't know why I say that number, but let's just say mm-hmm. 16 years later. Okay. Um, that he could find it. And no one else in the intervening time found that diary. It's just, I find it a little convenient. <laughs> I agree with the finding the diary part. Finding the house, though, I think he he could have made sure that he found the right house, right? Like, there are records of who yeah. owned it and all that kind of stuff. And he probably went and talked to uh, one of the neighbors, at least, or a couple of them. Mm-hmm. To, to ask, hey, do you remember the family lived here? Blah, blah, blah. That sort of deal. So he just, he got the house saying he did that. He got the house and just peeled up every floorboard because Jessica told him once she couldn't find it in her floorboards. Well, I mean, he didn't. He had people do uh, that for yeah, him. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure he just had a team of 20 people doing it. We saw the amount of people that were fixing up the house. It's true. Okay. I'll buy it. Yeah, if you have that many people, I guess it works. But yeah, it's lucky that no one else found it in the intermediate amount of time. Also, you've got someone crazy. Because he went... Okay, we'll go and do it next week. Uh, There's something he says next week, which makes him mean he goes a little deeper than just buying the house. But we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... And with that, I have nothing else for the episode. I think we did a pretty good summary here. Talked about each individual thing, uh, Mm -hmm. plus a couple of other topics like usual. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I feel good. (laughs) All right, Tony. um, Let's rate this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's give it on a scale of one to five bridges. (laughs) Um, I give this uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, and the Lincoln Tunnel. So that's three and a half, because Lincoln Tunnel is not quite a bridge, but it does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Did you only list all of the bridges that you know? No. 
I'm sure I know other bridges. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, San Mateo. I... <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, uh, um, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, okay. For the most part, the episode was. Um, it did go a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. It, like I felt like it was going faster, but the scene at the end with Kilgrave showing up and. I think I've said this before. Any of the episodes where Kilgrave shows up and does his super creepy thing, I really enjoy. Yeah. So, so that's why I, I bumped it up a little bit there. But yeah. No, I, I do. I did enjoy this episode. It's just Jessica's plan was so stupid. I couldn't give it higher than a three and a half. <laughs> that is true. That that definitely, uh, like, like, if she had stopped for a second and thought about it, like, you know, stopped in the restroom maybe or something... You know how, how you think. Then again, she probably had her phone out like everyone else. So now I'm out of ideas. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if she just weighed and sobered up, because I'm convinced she was drunk this entire episode. <laughs> she probably was. That means that she was very unsafe when she was paragliding. <laughs> True. Or and hang I can't gliding? Believe I don't know the scene. difference. Um, <laughs> is, it would be hang gliding. Para... Nope, that's parasailing. I don't know. I was going to say it's when you're on the surfboard. <laughs> Is paragliding yeah. a thing? Um, don't know. Hey, let us know. You hit up us on hit us up on Twitter and tell us <laughs> if paragliding is a thing. Because we are we live in California and Florida, and we don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> the two places you're most likely to do these events, other than Hawaii. Um. So I did look it up online. I'm not okay. reading the description, uh, but it is a thing. So yeah, we, <laughs> okay. yeah, we we can look it up. So that paragliding is something. So all right, um, I guess we're good to go ahead wrap up the episode. Uh, and before we do that, though, I have to say this part because they paid for it. Bridges, they're great. I feel like they're going to get sued. <laughs> yep, as long as it's not us. All right. <laughs> Join us next time when we cover Jessica Jones Season 1, Episode 8, a.k.a. WWJD. And remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Jessica Jones Season 1, Episode 7, a.k.a. Top Shelf Preverts. Signing off. Have a marvelous day.